And one reason we wanted to have this conversation is because we were in many ways told good Christian girls don't get angry. Yeah. And yet anger is a part of God's character. Mm-hmm. It's also an energizing emotion. And so when we confront injustice and we can't access our anger, we are less likely to act. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. Hey, More Than Small Talk friends, we are going to tackle some interesting topics over the next few weeks. We decided this over chips and salsa, and now a little bit we're wondering, what were we thinking? (laughs) So this comes with this disclaimer that these are topics we are still exploring. These are not thou says more than small talk. This is Susie, Jennifer, and I being friends at that table with you saying, let's figure this out together. So thanks in advance for all your grace and going there with us. And this week, Suze, tell us about what we're starting with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're going to start with a confession question. And the confession question is, what's a time when you felt righteous anger? But before we answer that, I think it's really important that we know what righteous anger is. So I had this idea that righteous anger was being mad at things that hurt the heart of God and hurt the heart of those who God loves, which is, is, is okay. It's good. But what I saw when I really dug deeper in this was that righteous anger is being angry at those things that oppose God without being motivated by sin. So you're angry in your heart because these things oppose God. They hurt God's people. Um, but your motivation in response in righteous anger isn't to meet evil with evil. Does that yeah, make sense? That does make sense. Okay. Yeah. So what's a time when any of us felt righteous anger? Yeah. And the title of this episode is It's Okay to Be Mad. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't see that before you got started. So yeah. that's what we're talking about. Um, I think recently just watching the news with all of the mass shootings and Oh my goodness. Um, I think that that makes me really mad and it's heavy and um, there's been so many. So I think that that's been recently a thing that I just, I'm so angry about and I'm so hurt and you feel so helpless because we don't know what to do. We yeah. don't know what to, how to help in these situations. And it's so valid, Jennifer. There's so many people, um, myself included who feel the exact same way, you know, as a mama and a grandma, I, I just sometimes I'm like, you're Jesus. (laughs) What in the world is going on here? You know? So, yeah. Yeah. Same. The headlines lately, Mm -hmm. especially about a lot of abuse by church leaders that has come out. That's been going on for a long time. Like I feel deep anger over that. And I think that's right. I also, I was thinking that righteous anger, I think, is when we say this is wrong, like, and it makes me angry because it's wrong. Yeah. And the not so righteous anger is probably I'm right. 
you know, like the focus is different. Mm-hmm. So an example of that this morning, I got in the shower and we have body wash in there. And my wonderful husband, who is amazing, never replaces the body wash when it's gone. <laughs> and so I'm in the shower. I need it right then. Like, you know, and I had like that flash of like, oh, like, why does he never do this? Um, and moved past that and got dripping wet out and got another one and moved on with my day. But I'm not sure that kind of anger is totally helpful <laughs> in the same way as like seeing a headline and saying, wow, this is so out of alignment with the way things were created to be. Yeah. I think I associate righteous anger with grief. Yeah. Because there are times that, especially over the last few years, that I have just grieved. And especially Holly and Jennifer, we sat around a table as we were thinking about this topics. And we did talk about the recent abuse that was brought up in the church. Mm-hmm. And we're not bashing a doctrine in this conversation. That's not our goal at all. Um, we are all messy. We are. And there are beautiful, wonderful, amazing people within the church that are making such a difference. But we also can't put our head in the sand Mm -hmm. and say, all right, in the last several weeks and months, news has come out where not only did abuse take place, but it was hidden. Mm -hmm. And it affected my sisters in Christ in a really, you know, awful way. So, yeah, I've grieved that because I love the church. (laughs) I do. And I love pastors. I see so much good. It changed my life, you know, going into a a church and ordinary people who love Jesus. But we cannot sin and then hide sin and then justify sin. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, The scripture in Exodus uh, 22 21 through 24 says the Lord grew angry with the people because they were oppressing the downcast, including widows and orphans. And I just, you know, when we were talking about that, Susie, I was like, we're, we're shaming the victims who are speaking out and it's taken them years and decades to do that. Right. Like we're oppressing the downcasts, you know, and saying, you know, don't, don't bring that up in, or, um, we're hearing a lot of, well, this is just attack of the enemy. And I'm like, no, this is people doing really shady things that are harmful and destructive and abusive to people. It's not an attack. It's a, it's a character thing. It is a character thing. It is. Yeah. And I'm glad you shared that verse because it says God got angry. Yeah. And one reason we wanted to have this conversation is because we were in many ways told good Christian girls don't get angry. Yeah. And yet anger is a part of God's character. Mm -hmm. It's also an energizing emotion. And so when we confront injustice and we can't access our anger, we are less likely to act. Yeah. So I think that's part of why we wanted to talk about this because God designed us with anger for a reason because used well, it energizes us to take helpful action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and just, I had never, it, this word had never jumped out at me, but the Lord grew angry. I mean, that's like, that's a process, right? Like right. it builds. So growing builds. And I think that that's kind of 
where I felt like this, this anger has been building because of the injustice and that it doesn't like, it might start small, but like the more that you know, and the more that you hear, the more grieved and torn we are of heart because it's not okay. Yes. It's not okay. And I remember talking with women who had been spiritually abused and spiritual abuse is the use of intimidation, guilt, or fear to control and manipulate behavior in the name of God. That's mm, spiritual abuse. That's a good definition. And so I, I have heard some of my sisters in Christ say, Susie, okay, we should just forgive and move on. Or talking about it, you're creating strife in the church. And what I would say to them is that God in his mercy has shined a light on this and said, I'm not going to let my people yeah. not only represent me like this, but I don't want them in bondage. Right. Like I see it as an absolute act of mercy that this has come to the light. Right. Because number one, the victims can find healing. And number two, God loves those who got trapped in their sin. And he, want, he doesn't want them trapped there. Right. I think part of the the frustration is, as well as like some of these things happened when these, you know, these women and, and men were young, like children. Yeah. And um, for years, they carried the shame of wondering what they did wrong and thinking it was their fault. And so that's Absolutely. why I feel like the cover up act is infuriating. Yeah. Because we've got to speak into that and say, no, that was never God's will. He, God was never okay with this happening to you. You know, it's not your fault. And I think that, you know, it's, it takes people a really long time to figure that it wasn't their fault. Well, it messes with your faith. Yeah. It messes the way you see yourself or the way you think God sees you. You know, if you live, and, and this was sexual abuse. Right. Sexual abuse is one aspect of, of, of spiritual abuse. Yeah. But there's also abuse that says you're less than because you're female. Right. There's abuse that says that you have no voice because of this or that. Um, we, you brought up the word, Holly, as we were talking domination. Yeah. And I think we're doing a whole episode on that. Yeah. Our whole next episode is going to yeah. be about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so anytime that someone uses their spiritual authority to lead you into or away from the heart of God and saying that it is God, I mean, that messes you up. Mm. And it's okay to be angry about that. It's okay yeah. to be angry and about that. And I think that. many of us have had experiences with anger that have been destructive. And so we're afraid of our anger. Yeah. But I think knowing, like we call this, it's okay to be mad. Like, it's okay to be mad yeah. about injustice, about people being abused, about mm-hmm. you being treated or talked to in a way that is out of alignment with the heart of God. Like, anger is the appropriate response. It is. Mm-hmm. It um, is not a reason for guilt. And so in light of that, what do we do with our anger? Like if we're mad, <laughs> yeah. what happens next? I mean, I think we ask the questions. And I also think that as good little Christian girls, we think like we need to get out of this feeling as quickly as possible. Right. Yeah. But I think we sit in it 
Yeah. You know, like lean into it and say, why? What is this triggering yeah. in me and what can I do about it? Yeah. But like my therapist has said, anger is information. Yeah. You know? And I got a lot of pats on my leg, you know, growing up and was told to be sweet, but there's certain things that we don't have to be sweet about. Yeah. And I think watching God's children, beautiful children suffer is one of those things that we do not have to move out of that place of being mad about it. Yeah. Yeah. And two, it was helpful for me to realize I was most angry when of something I deeply valued was violated. Yeah. And so if you want to know what you value most, think about what makes you really mad. Like we care about caring well for others. Yeah. And so when we see the opposite of that, it makes us really mad. Yeah. yeah. Do you really value being considerate when people are inconsiderate in traffic or the store? Mm-hmm. It's going to make you mad. Yeah. And so instead of instantly condemning that emotion, like you're saying, Jennifer, getting curious about that and saying, okay, what is the opposite of what just happened or what I witnessed or what I heard? Because whatever that is, is probably something I deeply value mm-hmm. or yeah. I would not be so angry. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I, I think that for me, and, and I wasn't, I missed the whole good girl thing, the whole, <laughs> I just missed that. Lucky I don't, you. I don't Lucky identify you. with it. Bless it. <laughs> I don't identify with it. I don't. And, and I don't know why. We'll just put it out there. Yeah. So for me, like, that's not, that's not an obstacle. My obstacle is, is that I don't want to create further harm by launching out in anger. Mm-hmm. That is from Susie. Right. So when we talked to Amy, Carol, and Lynn Cowell, they had the whole making a difference was listen, feel, do, and then speak. Mm-hmm. And that was so powerful for me. I've thought about that yeah. as, as I've even prepped for this conversation is, have I listened? Have I really leaned in to feel, which is what you were talking about, Holly? Am I doing something about it? Am I with people who are in that pain or, you know, so that I, so that I know, and then am I speaking after all of that? Mm -hmm. But for those women who say, well, let's just pray about it and just be quiet. Mm -hmm. I read this from Tara Elness and I thought it was powerful. She said, the entire Bible is filled with folks who prayed and then did. Esther prayed and then went to the king to demand change. David prayed and then took on and took down the giant Goliath. Nehemiah prayed and then bravely requested a leave of absence to return to his homeland and rebuild what had been destroyed. Jesus prayed and then chose 12 guys to be his disciples, prayed and then did. That's the point. Amen. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that's powerful. Yeah. So there does come a point where do and speak are part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think it's when we do and speak as a response instead of a reaction. Yeah. That's when it's helpful. Yes. You know, because reactive anger is usually not helpful. Yeah. Whether it's about news or body wash or, you know, whatever it is. (laughs) But responsive anger is. And I think, too, like, uh, you know, I'm overly sensitive to this stuff, Suze. But when I hear that, it makes me feel like every cause I have to be taking action. You don't. On. So how do we discern what is mine to do? Mm-hmm. Even if many things make me angry, how do I know what God is saying? Okay, 
out of all those things, this is the thing I'm calling you to actually do something about. Yeah. Well, we brought up, first of all, what has happened with the mass shootings. Mm -hmm. And in that response, oh, so great. Still Mm -hmm. am. And so I did give myself space for reactive, but that was in the safe shelter of God's presence. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah. There are appropriate settings for reactive. Yeah, totally reacted, totally talked to him about it. And then I did a couple of steps that I could do, which was by sending something to those who are in government in my area. Mm -hmm. That was something I could do. It was small, but I could do. And I can't take on everything, but. When you respond in that way that righteously, you just feel so angry. We're not walking around feeling righteously angry about everything, Holly, not Mm -hmm. usually. And so if you sense that burning in your heart, pay attention to it and respond to that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I think sometimes like righteous anger is the motivation is love, right? Yeah. We're it breaks our heart that these are happening and it's motivated for, for love. But I think that the selfish anger is motivated by offense maybe. And so that's how I know, like, you know, why am I really mad? You know, is this about me or is this for someone else? Or is it about me? Because there's so many standing alongside me who've been in the same place in the same situations. And so I think that that helps me know, like, what am I wanting to do? Am I wanting to bring hope and kindness and compassion to those who are hurting? Or am I wanting to lash out? And that's kind of how I gauge everything is like, why am I really mad? And what's the true motivation? Yeah. I have to ask myself, is this tangible help or is this a tangent? Because there's a difference. That's that's so good. You know? And so a tangent is I'm mad I, I just want to lash out. I want to put all my words out there. And then I walk away as if that really did something. It mm-hmm. doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. And is this tangible help? And what I love about what I just read, Holly, and you're right. Thank you for bringing that up. Because it does land in the heart of some people like, oh, I got to fix the world. You're not big enough. Uh, you're just right. not. And Nehemiah helped restore a city. He didn't do all those other things. Nehemiah had a specific path. That God led him on. And so what's your lane? Where is God asking you to go? What is he asking you to do? Yeah. And what are you passionate about? Because anger and passion are cousins. I mean, they're on the same emotional continuum. Yeah. You know? And so one of the most helpful things I learned also is that anger is always a secondary emotion. There's always a more vulnerable emotion underneath it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Either fear. Um, Often angry people are very afraid. Yeah. And then or frustration that a goal is being blocked. Yeah. And so it can help be helpful to get again curious about, okay, what am I afraid of or what goal is being blocked? Or for someone else who's angry that we don't understand their anger, asking, what is this person afraid of right now? Yeah. I think especially in intimate settings, like saying, okay, this person that I love so much is really upset and I want to just react, but can I pause and say, what might they be afraid of? Right. And not saying that it is okay for anyone to talk to anyone in a way that is unkind or hurtful and certainly not abusive. But, right. Um, yeah. I'm just saying more in the, the everyday irritations of life. Yeah. I would say that with the abuse in the church, I'm still in the listening phase. Yeah. I'm still listening. I'm still learning. I'm ch- I, 
it it has hit a chord not because I went through abuse. I have been so supported and I know that. And that may be, again, I just missed something that others have had to walk through. I've had my stuff, but it wasn't that. And so I'm listening. I'm learning um, from these women who are speaking and I'm listening to God. You know, Lord, what is it? What's your heart here? And I know what it is. Yeah. That's so good, Suze, because when we see other people angry, our tendency can be to shut them down. Yeah. Sometimes, you know? And so giving each other space to be righteously angry is probably a way we can serve each other well. And then saying, okay, if God is calling you to take action in this area, then how do I support you? Yeah. That's really good. You know? Yeah. Like we talked to Mary Demuth. Yeah. she is an advocate for women. Yes. And one reason we had her on our podcast is because we were like, she's called to places we aren't necessarily individually called, but we want to be a megaphone for her. Right. That's how yeah. we can contribute. Absolutely. Because these things make us angry too. We're just not on the front lines. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And and Mary's walked through it and yeah. she's actually still walking through it. That's That was called the most misunderstood women of the Bible, mm-hmm. that episode. And, and it was powerful. And just this week, Mary put out kind of just a little small email that said, Hey guys, I'm walking through a hard place as I'm speaking about these things. Could you just pray for me? Mm-hmm. And I loved that she was brave enough to do that. But I also think responding and saying to her, I got you yeah. <laughs> like right now. I've got you. So yeah. just know that I am praying for you. I am talking to God about what you're going through. It makes a difference. Mm-hmm. It does. Goodness. I just, I think that there's so much to explore that we would need days and days and days to really like <laughs> dig in. But I think it's, if I could say anything, it's just giving people permission to fill it and know that they're not bad for being angry about something that's a true injustice and not okay. You know, that you're not bad for feeling that you're actually human and yeah. you know, God's anger grew and that, that lets me know it's, when it's something that we really need to be paying attention to, it's going to grow and we have yeah. to figure out what to do with it. Yeah. So what do you guys do when you're mad about <laughs> things that really matter? And you know that this is like righteous anger. What do you do? Eat too much <laughs> chips and salsa. Yeah. Same. Um, yeah. I think getting curious is the most helpful thing I've found. Mm-hmm. Just not condemning myself, but instead getting curious even with other people who are angry too, like just pausing and getting curious before reacting. It's probably been the most helpful thing. Yeah. You know, for me, it's, it's really talking to God about it and just saying, Lord, I don't get it. (laughs) I don't get it, but help me to know, help me to hear your heart in this. And, you know, I, I wanted to make sure before we end this, um, There is someone listening today who you have been spiritually abused and maybe in horrific ways. And first of all, I need you to hear, we're really sorry that that happened and it wasn't okay. Um, My second thing that I would say to you is that um, Jesus is not that. (laughs) That's not who he is. And so my prayer is that she would know that she is heard and she is seen and she is loved and that that grieves the heart of God too. So to turn toward him and toward healthy community 
rather than isolate or or, or go the other direction. But um, truly sorry. I think you need to hear that from a yeah. sister. Yep. Really sorry that that took place. Yep. And it wasn't okay. And it's okay to be mad about it. Mm-hmm. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.